Hello, and welcome back to Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. And yes, while there might have been a gap of about a dozen episodes, your eyes do not deceive you. This episode is part of our Wilderness Years series. In fact, it is the final episode of the Wilderness Years series. I originally had planned for this to come out somewhere in the middle of that run, due to the year that this comic that we're covering this time was released, but scheduling issues of some of our guests this time prevented that. That's okay. I actually like this being the finale instead, because this is a special issue. This is Spidey Super Stories number 39. You know, the one with the Thanos copter. Okay, so what was Spidey Super Stories? Spidey Super Stories was a comic series that ran from 1974 to 1982, published by Marvel in connection with Children's Television Workshop and the TV show The Electric Company. The Electric Company was an educational kids show that ran from 71 to 79. Produced by CTW, it was meant for elementary school kids who had graduated from their flagship show Sesame Street. Its format was somewhat similar to Sesame Street, Different short sketches, all designed around helping kids improve grammar and reading skills. One of the reoccurring sketches was Spider-Man. In these short, five-minute or less, sketches, Spidey, never Peter Parker, only Spidey, would face villains who probably were not ready yet to appear in hostess ads, so slightly less threatening than the Dingling family. Also, Spidey never spoke. Everything he had to say would appear over his head in word or thought balloons. In 1974, Marvel started a comic series, Spidey Super Stories, in association with The Electric Company, which was meant for kids ages 6 to 10. According to the series writers Gene Thomas, who did the first 15 issues, and Jim Salakrup, who wrote issues 16 to 57, their work faced a high amount of editorial scrutiny from both Marvel and CGW to make sure the book had age-appropriate content and reading level, was faithful to the cast of both The Electric Company and Spider-Man, and gave significant roles to female characters. The book usually featured multiple stories, like this one will, and in at least one story per issue, Spidey would team up with an existing Marvel hero against an existing Marvel villain to help introduce those characters to new readers. By the way, Easy Reader who made an appearance on every cover, telling kids that this comic was easy to read, was played on the show by Morgan Freeman. Alright, so this issue has a story where Spidey teams up with Ms. Marvel. And remember, this was the 70s, so we're talking Carol Danvers as Ms. Marvel, not Kamala Khan, to save a women's rights march, another where he goes up against the Impossible Man, and finally teams up with the Cat against Thanos which is why we're talking about this issue in the first place. Since this comic was originally made for younger readers, and both heroes that he teams up with are female characters, all of my guests this episode are other podcasters and their young daughters. Our first story features Spidey and Ms. Marvel against Mastermind. No, not the evil mutant from the X-Men. This one, well, you'll see. All right, my guests for this story are Paul Showens from GeekPod and his daughter, Madison. Here we go. So for our first story, Spider-Man and Ms. Marvel in Women's Day 1979, I have a few guests with me. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Madison Showens. 
And I'm Paul Showens from GeekPod. Yep, you've heard the well, you've heard Paul on here before, and you've also heard the promos, and you'll be hearing one of those this episode, in fact. So that makes sense. So yes, we are here to talk about this sto- first story from Spidey Super Stories number thirty-nine. All right, Madison, I'm going to ask. I'm going to assume you have, based on what I know about you, but let's just make sure for the show. What do you know about Spidey? Uh, that he sticks to buildings with his webs. And she's doing the thing. The the people can't see the video because this is not a video show. But she's doing the uh, the the hand thing to do web shooters <laughs> or Doctor Strange spells. Either way, it's the same thing. They both it depends work. on yes. how you tip your hand, I guess. It's... Yeah, Ditko really liked that hand symbol, I guess. Hand <laughs> gesture. Yes. Have you seen any of the Spidey movies? All of them. As in Paul, as in like just the recent three, or all of them, all of them. Uh. <laughs> We, we, we've seen the Tobey Maguire series and uh, the Tom Holland series. We, we skipped over uh, Andrew Garfield's. Okay. So she when she saw the last movie, she knew who most of them were, at least two-thirds of the Spideys were. Right. Cool. Yes. Okay. Cool. And what about Carol Danvers? Have you heard of Carol Danvers? Yes. Do you like Carol Danvers? Yes. That's awesome. That's good. Now... Were you surprised in this comic when you read it and she's not Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah, she's Miss Marvel here. Yeah. Because when this came, because this came out, like it says, 1979. That's a long time ago, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. And in 1979, there was another character already called Captain Marvel. So she was Ms. Marvel. She wouldn't become Captain Marvel for another, what, 30 years? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were other people called Captain Marvel. In fact, did you see the Marvels? Yes. Okay, do you remember Monica? Yes. She actually was Captain Marvel before Carol was. Really? Yeah, she was. Cap- she became Captain Marvel in the early 80s. She was Captain Marvel for like a good 10, 15 years. Wow. That's why, that's why they have her in that movie, too, because she used to be called Captain Marvel. That's awesome. So that's why she was in there. All right, so you might have noticed on the cover it said Marvel Comics and the Electric Company. The Electric Company, since you probably have no clue what this is, was a kid's show that came out in the early 70s. I don't know if your daddy watched it, but I used to watch it as a kid. Loved it. I yes. loved the Electric Company, and it was probably one of my first introductions to Spider-Man. Yeah, because they used to have... It was like a ses- like Sesame Street or shows like that, and they would have little skits of Spider-Man for like a minute or two, except he never talked. Well, that's right. They had the word bubbles. Yeah, they would have the word bubbles over his head, but he never talked. They came up with a comic around the same time for younger kids, because if you notice the, the reading in here, it's very easy to read. Yes. In fact, there's even a little guy, pirate guy on the cover that says, Easy Reader says, this comic book is easy to read. Yes. So it's a little funny. So it's fun. So everybody, we are going to regale you with the first story in here. Like I said, it's called Women's Day 1979. All right. So let's get started. First, we have a little pre-story thing here. It's on the inside cover called Meet Mastermind. Mastermind lives under the Brooklyn Bridge. He is a mad chemist who makes special sodas for everything. And we can see behind him. He has a whole bunch of sodas that may do different things. Sleepy soda, dream soda, love soda, uh, laughing, crying, fighting. 
Yes. Although, wouldn't dream and sleep kind of do the same thing? Yeah. yeah. That seems a little redundant. Yeah. Well, they did say he's mad scientist, so <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and so when when he is finished in the lab, he takes them all out in a little tray, a uh, little uh, cart to take to sell. Ice cold soda, cherry, strawberry, lemon. Mastermind goes looking for trouble. A radioactive spider bit student Peter Parker. He used the powers and strength of a spider and became Spider-Man. Women's Day, 1979. And we have a whole bunch of people marching for women's rights. And there's Carol Danvers and Peter Parker reporting for it. Because, oh yeah, did you know at this time in, in comics, Carol Danvers worked for a magazine. She was an editor for a magazine. Really? Yeah, she did not work for the Air Force. She used to work for the Air Force, but then she quit. Then she decided yes. to. People in comics, you might find out eventually, depending on how many you end up reading, change their job, either have one job and stay with that forever, or they change their jobs a lot and go in randomly different directions. I'm going to work at the Air Force of Security, and then I'm going to work for a magazine. Because why not? Yes. So anyway, what is Carol saying to Peter? A great scene for the magazine. And the next page is they're still watching. I love a parade. Yeah, I can't argue with her. I like parades too. <laughs> and there's Mastermind looking like the guy from Monopoly, actually. Yes. And he's telling everybody, get your sodas here. Strawberry, cherry, mint. Make mine mint. Cherry sounds very cool. Hello, Stella Bella. Oh, the next one's you too. What do you think of the parade? It's the start of a new age. Here, well, you, say, you say with me, right? One, two, three. Women's, Women's right. This soda, this and Mastermind is looking at everybody and being evil, thinking this soda should quiet them down. And back at home, MJ watches the march at home. The TV says, what a great parade. Oh, I should have done that. <laughs> I missed that part. I got you. <laughs> now it's you. <clears throat> I hope Peter is watching this. He might learn something about women. Back at the march. Miss Bella, you're falling asleep. I can't help it. And there's another woman there. It's hot and I'm thirsty. And so Mastermind is selling her a soda. 50 cents, please. This hot weather is doing the trick. The street's not for sleeping, but everyone's all there in the march going. <sighs> and Carol it's, realizes. It's only noon and everyone is falling asleep. The parade is over unless. Carol starts to become Ms. Marvel. I feel strange, like it's time for a change. And nearby, Spidey's there and seeing something is making these people fall asleep. I guess I'll take, have to take the law into my own hands as he changes. And he sees some guy trying to steal a purse of a woman who's leaning against the building, taking a nice little nap there. He goes, <laughs> zoop, whip, whip. You're headed straight for jail. And then he looks over and says, that soda man looks familiar. 
My seventh sense tells Ms. Marvel, Mastermind is my man. And they both go to jump at Mastermind. Where did Spidey come from? That's Mastermind! Okay, Mastermind, the fun is over. Or maybe just beginning. Have a soda, Spidey. And apparently his soda's kind of weird. They just kind of shoot out of the can. It's like, you know, it's like a high-powered hose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He squeezes the can. I can't drink this soda or I'll fall asleep, too. Good night, Ms. Marble, as he's throwing straws at her. That's the last straw. And he steals someone's car and drives away. Hey, those are my wheels. After the master thief. Oh, I just realized I read the Spidey part from you. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, oh, you're a mastermind. I mean, I mean, I read your part. That's right. You're a mastermind. Oh, another masterful job. Part two, the women wake up. She's Take a rest, sleeping beauty. Splash. Meanwhile, Mastermind Sleep Soda made the marcher sleep. Another plot to stop women. Here's one woman who is wide awake and ready to march. And back on the bridge, there's a trapdoor on the bridge, and Mastermind jumps through it. He has a secret cave under the bridge. No wonder the road is bumpy. And there's, I guess, the army driving by. <laughs> with a kid. As one does. Which the army does. It's Spidey. What's going on? And they find out soon enough, as apparently there's a, he must have left his uh, make cars fly soda there. Because that's what happens. It shoots, the soda shoots the car and it flies into the air and the people fall out. But, but Spidey saves them. And the little kid is like, this is better than County Island. But why do I feel tired? I wonder where Miss Marvel went. And under the bridge, Miss Marvel's flying around. It's raining on my parade. This door. Sorry. This door looks promising if I can open it. Mastermind, meet Miss Marvel. No one seems to be at home. It's been a long day. You must be thirsty. Splash. But then Spidey shows up. Mind your manners, Mastermind. Your soda has lost its pop as he shoots it with his web and takes it away from him. And this is mint soda, apparently. Ooh. Never had mint soda. Sounds horrible. I'm yeah. Uh, where's the cure for the sleep soda? Cure? What cure? <laughs> the cure to wake up the women. May they sleep in peace. So, Ms. Marvel punches him. Stop. As she does. <laughs> and then we're outside of it. Outside, and there's a boat drive, driving over and saying, this is the famous Brooklyn Bridge. Yikes, there's Spidey. Care to cool off in this water as he's holding Mastermind in his web over the water? Please! I can't swim. I give up. It's about time. Now tell Liz us the cure. The sleep soda only lasts for one hour. Everyone should be awake by now. Here's some of your own medicine. And she gets him with the soda. Shh. 
let's get back to the march. And as Spidey sweep, sweep, uh, swings away, Ms. Marvel flies by. Man, can she move? And at the parade, Mary Jane's there yelling at everyone who's sleeping. Get up and march! March? I thought it was June! Peter better get some photos before it's too late. I hope I don't fall asleep on the job. Women's rights! Women's rights! MJ? Peter, join us! The end. This was weird, right? This is crazy. Yes. <laughs> this is just, yeah, yeah. This whole comic is crazy. This it, It's fun, though, because it's, it's amusing. Right. They put yes. a lot of characters in there. They did. They jammed a lot into it. And um, I uh, I actually got a little confused there with uh with Bella, whatever it was. Stella uh, Bella? Stella Bella. Stella Bella. She, uh, she reminded me of Etta Candy from uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, from the movies, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that threw me off a little bit. I'm just surprised in this kid's comic from the 70s, and they're like, yeah, we're going to see where Spidey's basically threatened to kill this guy by dropping him in the, in the river. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So that's okay, apparently. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's you know that's how we we do hero stuff. Yeah. This is good for the kids. You're learning a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it for the story. That's Carol, Miss uh, Miss and Spidey. So, what was I going to ask you? So, what do you think of the villain mastermind? He's good. Is he a classic villain? Do you want to see? You think he was worthy of being in the movies? Yeah, he should. <laughs> you just want to watch Carol Danvers punch him in the movies, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He is annoying. He's a, he's quite a whiny. Yeah. That yeah, that's her name, Stella Bella. I had to go back and look to make sure. That is a weird name. <laughs> also fits for a '70s kids comic. So that makes sense. But could you imagine if your name? Could you imagine your parents named you Stella Bella? Yeah. Yeah. It'd almost be like if we called you Madison Wadison. Really? <laughs> Some of my humor is lost on her. <laughs> Some or most? Most, thankfully. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it. Do you want to say anything else, Madison? I'm good. All right. Well, thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for helping You're me welcome. with this. Anytime. Awesome. I appreciate it. All right. Well, everyone. There will be a link for the in the show notes for GeekPod, so you can hear more of Paul doing his bad impressions or uh, <laughs> playing a villain as well. Yes, that's that's kind of in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Then there you go. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Dr. Hugh, what's got you geeked? Well, Paul, I'm geeked because we're recording our very first promo for GeekPod. What's GeekPod? GeekPod is a eclectic celebration Nobody of all things Nobody uses the word eclectic ever in real Seriously, life. Dude. Ever. <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to sound smart. <laughs> go on, go on. It's a call to action to let your geek flag fly proudly. Say that three times fast. No. The guys share their <laughs> opinions, the guys being us, and unique perspectives on everything from comic books, the sports, and anything in between. No topic is off limits. Come experience the show that's being called Intelligently Irreverent and Good-Naturedly Offensive. Who says that? Your mom. <laughs> oh, that's just me, man. Just me. Geek Pod. 
each and every week. Each and every week? Come on okay. now. So, <laughs> twice a month, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> when we can all show up. Come join in on the fun. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and more. That's geekpod.com. Our second story is The Impossible Visitor from Outer Space, with guests Rick Heineken from Jeff and Rick Unpack the Power of Power Pack and his daughter Carrie. Rick and I are going to be talking about some of our remembrances of the Electric Company show, which, based on the information I actually looked up and used for the show intro, was mostly wrong. All right, now we're up to our second story, The Impossible Visitor from Outer Space. And like Spidey and his friends in this story, I have my own friends joining me here. So please give a welcome to Rick Kynikin and daughter Carrie from Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Hello. Now wait, now wait a second. Now wait a second. You said friends. Ah, you you paid us to be guests on the show. You didn't pay us to be your friends on the show. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting paid. I wasn't paid. That's unfair. Well, well, you told me you were representing her. Hold on. Wait yeah, a minute yeah, now. Yeah, here. I, Carrie, trust me. I'm putting it in a bank account. Trust me. You will have access to it at some point in time. Trust me. Don't trust him. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Send me your Venmo. I'll send it to you directly. <laughs> Great. My daughter has a Venmo account now. <laughs> That's okay. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for having us on al this is this is great i'm glad that you asked my daughter to come on the show and i'm glad that she asked me to come on the show with her because she as she said i don't know this weirdo who wants me on his show so i didn't oh, that say that it would be a smart thing to say though because <laughs> it's all true you don't know this weirdo but we i i should say though that only one of us on this skype call has a unicorn kitty headset <laughs> that lights up. Wait. Is that me, is it? <laughs> no, it's not you. <laughs> hey, you're, you want us to talk about an impossible man, so we should have an impossible thing, like a unicorn kitty. Well, I mean, I do have unicorn slippers. That's why I wasn't sure if it was me. Okay. All right. It's a despicable me one. <laughs> See, even on shows, even on shows where you get me and my daughter, I still manage it to take over the show. I can't help it. <laughs> well, you probably wrote a script already for the whole thing. Even <laughs> I did not. My daughter asked me where the script was, but we didn't have a script for the show. <laughs> there is no script here. This is just called flying by the seat of your pants and hoping it comes out. It mostly does. So why are we here, man? So we are here to talk about the second story from Spidey Super Stories number 39, The Impossible Visitor from Outer Space, featuring Spider-Man and the Impossible Man. So first of all, Carrie, uh, just want to check. I mean, I'm sure you probably at least one of them are going to say yes, but your first time here, so I have to ask. What do you know about, I mean, how familiar are you with Spider-Man? Um, We literally just watched a Spider-Man movie last night, so... So you're fairly familiar. Which one? Um, the new one, the No Way Home. Oh, how was it? 
it was really good. We've actually seen it before, but it's fun to rewatch. Oh, I, I can't argue with that. Obviously, you've seen movies. Um, have you seen any of the Spidey TV shows? Uh, kind. Uh, I feel like I've seen a few. It's been a while since they in the Moran, though, so you might might have been a while. Might have been a little younger. Well, we we are lucky. We've got Disney Plus, and I know that I've ex- I've shown her the '90s Spider-Man show, and of course, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. We've we cycled through a few of those shows. Okay. It's been it's been a little while since I think we've turned them on. And have you read any of the Spidey comics at all? Mm, not really. I don't think I've read much of anything with him. Okay. Uh, I feel like there was one time where he. We, we've he's come across uh, Power Pack a few times. So you have read him in the Power Pack books. Yeah, he um, was in those issues of Cloak and Dagger, like six or seven. Yeah. So we we you've you've at least read him in comics. I don't think we've but brief. read a straight Spider-Man book yet. Okay, well at least you know who he is. That, and that you've seen the movies, so that's good. So it always helps me know who somebody is. Now, what about our other star of the story, the Impossible Man? Have you seen him before, or is this your first time? This is my first time, and actually, I didn't know what to think at first because. Um, He's weird? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. He is very, very weird. He can change, as you see, he changes into anything he wants to. And he also has the attention span of a toddler. And the manners. I would actually say that some toddlers I have met have better manners and more of an attention span than the impossible man. Yes, he is very impossible. Yes. So let's cover our story real quick. We just give a quick synopsis for people. I'll just drop that in and then we'll just talk about the story itself. Okay. The impossible visitor from outer space. Writer Jim Salakrup. Or possibly Nick Sullivan, or Michael Saporin, or a combination of all three. Pencils, Wynn Mortimer. Inker, Mike Esposito. Letters, Ray Holloway. Cover art, Al Milgram. Maybe Sal Buscema. Maybe Mike Esposito. And Joe Rosen. Editors, A.J. James and Deborah November. Cover dated March 1979. On sale date December 19th, 1978. With a cover price of 35 cents. A flying saucer arrives in the skies over New York City, and Spidey goes to investigate. He spins a web between two skyscrapers and catches it, and the Impossible Man comes out. He heads to a ball game, and after annoying Spidey for a bit, tells him why he came to Earth. The Impossible Man came to learn how to play games and have fun, and now he knows how to play baseball on his planet. Before he leaves, the Impossible Man takes a picture of Spidey, so he can show his people what Earthlings look like. Now, first of all, so Carrie, just so you're aware, I'm not sure how much your dad told you about this. This book was a comic came out as part of a a TV show called The Electric Company, which was made for kids, you know, ages what? I guess like three to seven. I would say that the I would say three to six. Yeah, The Electric Company was a contemporary of Sesame Street at the time. Uh, A little bit more, a little bit more broad on their content, where Sesame Street really was into a lot of the straight education and tying education into, you know, characters. Uh, Electric Company had a lot more of the vignettes, from my memory, of, you know, here's a little 
piece of something and then they little sketch little sketch more of sketches that didn't really uh, didn't necessarily entertain or, or educate went more for the education for younger kids not to say there wasn't some educational value in it was too oh yeah there was plenty but they also did have like little like one minute like spider-man stories with a guy playing a live action spider-man except he never spoke mm-hmm. he you know he never spoke and he fought weird things like bookworm which is basically looked like a giant sock puppet that ate books <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I need to try to find some. I need to try to find some of the Electric Company shows just to have you see them a couple times because they're they're a bit of a trip. It didn't even eat books like going on the corner and munch them. Like it would literally just look like a hole had been drilled through a book, (laughs) the size of the sock puppet. And yes, Spidey didn't talk. And, And and when he shot his webs, it was like a giant rope net that would be thrown on people. It was it was a very strange little show, but it, it, very low budget on some of the things they did, but still a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I, I remember it fondly. So what they did was they partnered with com- the combo company Marvel to make like a, a series, this series, Spidey Super Stories, which was for younger readers, which you probably notice when reading it that it, pr- you know, even though I mean, I think what your the primary comic she's read is mostly Power Pack and Power Pack yeah. related. It probably she, re- reads a lot younger to you, right? Go ahead, Carrie. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I would say that your current level with the comics are the books that you buy for yourself that I don't force you to read are a lot higher grade than this. Um, you know, sometimes you'll pick up some Disney princess ones, I would say, but you've also gone through all of the Avatar books. Uh, you started reading a couple of the Lumberjane ones, and you pick up some things that have a little bit more cohesiveness than this. Wouldn't you agree, Carrie? Yeah, because, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the story starts with a flying saucer landing over New York. And I don't know about you, Carrie, but I think that people are being way too calm for a flying saucer because i would think they would have been a lot crazier here i maybe if this was the real world yes but this is a type of marvel comics new york so i mean it's a day ending with why right yeah yeah but uh maybe they're used to that stuff i mean it is new york after all people there like fly yeah true yeah, people are weird there. And that's just in the real world. That's not in the comic book world. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think seeing a unidentified silver object you know, flying through the air around the World Trade Centers wouldn't cause anybody any concerns or difficulty at all, ever. Except yeah, so. um, <clears throat> Daddy like told me a bit about that Uh Whatever it's called again. The Trade Center? The World Trade Center? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, this is obviously... this. I mean, this came out... It was only like a few years after the World Trade Center had been finished. Yeah. So this was... uh, Having this in the book was kind of one of those things of, hey, this is now a landmark of this city that everybody knows about. And having, having something this tall up in the air where Spidey can swing up there make a net and capture and catch this flying saucer. Yeah, that makes sense, especially trying to 
advertise or to sell this brand new landmark that's there. Yeah. So what we're saying is that, like, Spider-Man could have, like, saved 9-11? Wow. No. Wow, Even that's... if he was, he could, he's yeah. not that strong. Yeah, that... That's interesting. That's 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 very interesting, Carrie, because it's one of the things that the comic books had a hard time dealing with at the time that it occurred, because you have superheroes who base themselves in New York City. And a lot of comic book creators were like, how do we recognize this event? And at the same time, also recognize the fact that superheroes are fictional and that they couldn't stop this or they didn't stop this. So. It's that's a very, very profound question that has been asked many, many times. Yeah. And it's something they were working, trying to figure out even back in the early days when Superman was out and then World War Two starts. And they're, you know, they're like, well, how do we write these stories where Superman doesn't just go over there and stop the war now? Because mm-hmm. he's Superman. He could. Yeah. But we're, we are we are reading way too much into this very silly book. <laughs> Isn't that the point of doing a podcast about comics? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah. So, that's a roundabout way of saying Spidey puts up a net between the two towers and catches the Impossible Man spaceship, who pops out. Now, Carrie, just so you know, the Impossible Man originally showed up in the Fantastic Four. And basically, unlike other aliens that showed up where they had to fight them because they wanted to conquer the world, the Impossible Man showed up because he was bored. <laughs> and basically was a big pain in the butt until they found some way to make him go away. And then every yeah. once in a while he comes back and guess what he does? Plays baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yes he Sometimes. has. But for the most part, he is a big pain in the butt to everybody. Nobody knows why he shows up. Mostly it is, yes, because he's bored or he's doing some kind of scavenger and he's doing something to entertain himself, but he doesn't tell anybody. He doesn't let anybody else know what's going on. He just goes and does it and disrupts people's lives and they don't have time for this. So it's it's kind of like, you know, you you showing up, mommy and I are busy or we're just done with work and you show up like, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys. And you start like running around the house and you're putting post-it notes on everything and we don't know what you're doing. You're crazy. You're just doing some crazy stuff. And then later on, you tell us, oh, I've got a game I invented. Was that yesterday? Uh, no. That was last week. <laughs> last week. <laughs> kidding. So, I'm yes. kidding, Carrie. So, to be yeah, fair, though, to be to be fair, uh, Carrie, Carrie can come back to us and say it's it's a lot like us where we decide we want to do something and we start doing it and we start dragging her along. And she's like, guys, what's going on? Oh, yeah, we've got to tell you what we're doing. Sorry. <laughs> we're leaving the house for the whole. We're going out all day. We we don't do that to you too often, though, do we, Carrie? Uh, No, there was that one <laughs> Disneyland trip where, like, you showed up and started driving me to the airport. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to surprise you, and it was a good surprise, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, Disneyland's not a bad one. Disneyland's good. I was more thinking of, like, them going furniture shopping and you having to trag along on that. Oh, that happens all the time. Because I find that boring. I can still find that boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I bring my phone and my headset. <laughs> but I would not mind a surprise Disneyland trip. That's always a good thing. But, yeah, so the impossible... 
Possible Man turns into a teacup and drops a teabag on Spidey and then flies away. Now, how does she know about, I mean, how well does she know puns? Because that's basically most of the stories in this issue are all, it's all puns. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Carrie's got a pretty good ear for puns. I think she's dropped, she's tried dropping a few of them on us too. Oh, good. But here's the difference though, is that these are not good puns. I never said they were good. I just said puns. Well, they're not even, I, I guess they're puns in the sense that that's what they're trying for, but they're not even bad puns. They miss the mark entirely. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird. This story is weird. I mean, he makes the joke about, do you think only saucers fly? And then next we have a little thing of a guy showing up to get a cup of coffee. Yeah, it's I like, know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. strange. I kind of was wondering why the guy was there. It, it's honestly, I'm as lost as you. Yeah, it's just to make the joke of he's a flying cup, and now we have somebody pouring coffee into a cup. That's it. I, I I like the idea of content being created for kids. And Carrie, please speak up on this at all. But I want the content to be to make sense and to be fun and not just be some words, some random words thrown down on some pretty pictures, which is kind of what this is. I I I don't know what came first. I don't know if they plotted the, the pictures on this and then they decided, okay, we're going to just throw some words on here to make it somewhat make sense because it barely makes sense. I, I, I can kind of see some story that they've got here, but the jokes and the words that they're using to tell it just aren't landing. Yeah. Um, they're weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, where's a good way to put it. And I don't know you carry, but what did you think of the story? Cause I didn't think the story made sense. I mean, he's saying we don't have fun at home. It's like, you look like some, I mean, to me, he looked like somebody who was having too much fun already. Yeah. He, didn't really make sense. I just thought of this as kind of a fun and crazy kind of story. Yeah, I think that's actually the best way to figure that out. <clears throat> I think it's they had two other stories already for the book, and they basically had like what five pages to fill. And and here's the thing is that I think with a little bit of reworking, you could actually make this a logical story. Because it's I don't think that the impossible man exists as somebody who doesn't who doesn't know how to have fun or he's looking to have fun. I think that what the impossible man is, and I think they've said this in other books, is that he is him and his race are people that don't have imagination. And that what they have the power to be anything they want to be, but they don't have imagination to use that power. So they come to Earth and they see all the things that Earth has and they want to copy those things. And they can copy them, but once again, they don't know how to interact with the things that they then make themselves. So they're very much like a white piece of paper. And when they come to Earth, they just they reflect out whatever is around them. If you take that idea and apply it to the story, hey, here's the impossible man. His people were bored, so he was sent out to come to 
this earth where they see these cool things and he is just, he's exploring and he's looking for things and he gets stopped by a spider guy and he's like, well, okay. And he starts doing these wacky things just to get away from Spider-Man so he can go and find some fun things. He heard about this thing called baseball. He wants to learn how to play baseball so he can go back to teach his people how to play baseball because they don't have the imagination or skills to create a game like this. I think with some clo- some clever writing, you could take that, those pieces and make this actually make sense. Instead of telling Spider-Man what exactly he's doing, he just is being goofy and random with Spider-Man because he thinks this is a game too. But instead, you have these weird puns and and a, and a, and a story that just doesn't fit together. Even, the, even yeah. the ending where he's taking a picture with Spider-Man, you can make that part of that story I was just talking about more than whatever this is. What do you think yeah. about that, Carrie? Yeah. Also, um, the guy wants to know how people on Earth look like. Why not like take picture of the thousands of other people who are staring at you right now? Yeah. yeah. You're taking pictures of the one person who's wearing a costume and not what everybody else looks like. Well, that's another one of the bad jokes. You know, my people wonder what Earth people look like. Now they will know they look like Spider-Man. Yeah. It's ending with a bad joke at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad joke. Yeah, this wasn't a very good. This was, like I said, I think they just had a couple pages to fill and have did something quickly because that's kind of what it feels like. And, and and the thing, I like the artwork in this. Um, and and in and in honor of our friends over at the Longbox Crusade, I have to say, Mike Esposito, <laughs> you know, because they like saying that on the Longbox yes. Crusade. I think that the art in this is really good. Um, Wim Mortimer, who I don't know his work that well, but the anchor is Mike Esposito. I think they are good. I think that they've. It's it looks like Spider Man. It looks like the Impossible Man. It's very 1970s art, but. It almost feels like it's right out of the comics, the old comic strip pages uh, in the newspaper. But here's the problem. It's a six page story that's got three writers. How do you have three writers on a six page story? Well, somebody had to write page one. I mean, really? You have to figure out how many O's to put in the whoosh. (laughs) So what, what, what about you, Carrie? What do you think about the art and the other things besides the writing? Basically, what you said, like, um, the art is really good, and there's three writers on a six-page comic book that come up with these bad puns, and kind of, kind of making this a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well put. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we, you'll learn as you go to as you get older and you're looking at like, oh, I, maybe I want to see this movie. And then you see there's like 12 writers on it. You'll, you'll get a little nervous. Now, you know why people get nervous when they see things like that, because it's like, ooh, 12 writers. I don't know if that's going to be that good. Don't put too many writers. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got one writer, you got one editor, and they better be able to work together. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, this was just. They needed to they needed to spend a little more time on this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of just like hurried it like as if they had a deadline and they had been relaxing. And then suddenly they're like, oh, wait, there's a deadline and I have two days to finish this. Well, better call up all the old puns. (laughs) (laughs) Let me look through my pun book and see what I can do real quick. 
Here, here's here's something else I just noticed too. Just in the artwork, you do have this guy getting the coffee, and he looks like a businessman, and even like is drinking his coffee in in a very prof, you know professional way. He's wearing a a bow tie and a nice jacket, and his his hair is, looks good, and he's carrying a giant stereo that's blaring music and then blaring the news. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, how else was Spidey going to hear where he was? Okay, so the uh, Mr. Mr. Exposition Esquire is walking down the street with his radio. (laughs) He wasn't going to see it on the Jumbotron. There was no Jumbotron in Times Square. 1970s, yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't think they wanted to put Times Square to book for for kids at the time. (laughs) No, probably not. Ask him about that later. (laughs) <laughs> Much later, Carrie. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wish there would be more we could talk about this, but I think we've kind of milked this sucker dry. No, I, I do appreciate you inviting us on, and I I, I enjoy talking comic books with my daughter. Um, so thank you very much for this opportunity. Just next time, you know, just something a little better. <laughs> I will try. <laughs> yeah, I, I will thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, no, thank you for being on, though. I really do appreciate it. You are one of the highlights of your dad's show. So I definitely want to have you to do this. He does all the editing and the hard work in the script. And then I just like come in, talk to him for a few minutes. And then suddenly like I'm famous. (laughs) You make it look easy. Yeah, everybody everybody likes you and Jeff much better than they like me. (laughs) I like you. I appreciate that, Carrie. Aww, I appreciate see? that a lot. And that's why everyone likes you, Carrie. Because <laughs> <laughs> you even like him. <laughs> even. Thanks. I'm teasing. Okay, but I am going to edit the part out where I said I'm teasing. I can't <laughs> have to tell about him. It would ruin my rep. Hmm. All right, before we go, uh, you guys want to tell everyone where they can find you? Well... Carrie and I do this wonderful little show called Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, where we talk about the most underrated comic from the 80s. And we get a little bit of help from this other guy named Jeff, but he's not that important. He it's just sits with it, you and talks. Pretty much. Carrie, Carrie really just, she takes the entire load of the show on her shoulders. Um, you can also find me over on Monthly Monday Movie Muckabout, where I do a movie review show with a rotating cast of characters. And I think Al came on, and we talked about uh, Citizen Kane, I believe. I think yep. you uh, watched Citizen Kane for the first time with me. So uh, you can find that over on its own feed or over on the Longbox Crusade Network. All right. And links will be in the show notes, guys. You can find it. And now it gives a few minutes, probably of a promo up here, maybe for one of those shows we just heard talked about. And then we'll be back with Paul French and his daughter as we talk about the cat and the cosmic cube. Meow, cat. Meow. We have three. <laughs> and, none oh, of them like have, and none of them have a cosmic cube. 
Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, where we journey through each issue of the most underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer, analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures, and absorbing alcohol. We got kids with powers, we got villains with attitude. We got superhero guests, like all of them from the Marvel Universe. We have thematically appropriate beer reviews. We have good jokes and bad song parodies. One stop for all your Power Pack pod-pleasing procurements. And we got alliteration. Find Unpacking the Power of Power Pack wherever fine podcasts are played. Costumes on. And now, here's the story that you have been waiting for. Thanos and a dog versus Spidey, the cat, and some kid. With my guests, Paul French from the Legion of Substitute Podcasters and his daughter, Sarah. Don't worry, there will be plenty of Thanos Copter talk, too. And now the last story of this issue is The Cat and the Cosmic Cube by Jim Salakrup and pencil by J. Winslow Mortimer, inked by Michael Esposito. And joining me for this one, we have from the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Paul French. Hello! And his, and his daughter, Sarah. Hi. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Good. We're doing Excellent. great. We're about to read. We're about to read funny books. <laughs> you know, and and Sarah had an observation about the art uh, in yeah. uh, in kids comics. What yeah. I noticed is that like in kids comics, like Tiny Titans, um, it's always like the outlines are like really thick, like you can notice them more. And then in like older comics and like um more um like you know comics um and they have like um tinier lines like it's less noticeable yeah huh so there you go you know what? you're right i didn't realize that all right and even with these um you know i mean mortimer you know he would uh he he he, he drew things more simply yeah i mean there's still a lot of detail but uh you know, I mean, so who do we have, uh, you know, Spider-Man, like Spider-Man, like Amazing at the time would have been, uh, well, I don't even know. Um, but oh, I'll you know, find they out had, in a second. Yeah, because they, they had, because um, I think I, I, you know, this would have been like around issue 195 or something of. Uh, 190. Jim, John Byrne and Jim Mooney for this issue. There are. Huh. There are like um thicker lines and then like skinnier lines mm-hmm. to like show like the width and depth um and um to show them so they look like real so they look realistic. Up top. Nice. Dang. Yeah, she's noticing this stuff. <laughs> we'll be taking over a few in a few years. Oh, exactly. Maybe. So much easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what what Michael always says on our podcast. When something is uh, is several years in in like, when it's something we'll be doing in several years, we always uh, he he says, yeah, we'll do that in uh, in tw- you know in twelve years, and it's like, oh, it won't be me by then. The kids will have taken over the podcast, <laughs> and so now he always says, Paul's daughters will do that one in twelve years. Uh, I, I don't know. I just have Lexi the dogs to take over for me. <laughs> I might be hiring them before you before they get to that point. That's fair. <laughs> I, a- I actually already have a really funny comic that I won't stop reading. It's called Spider Ham. It's basically 
like a pig that is Spider-Man, like in one yes. of those Spider-Man movies. Yeah, Peter Porker. Peter Porker. The Spectacular Spider-Ham. <laughs> I had some of those comics when I was just a little bit older than you, and I love those. Peter Porker has no responsibility. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, Stan Sakai? I don't think so. Um, it was someone trying to be Stan Sakai. <laughs> if it wasn't him. <laughs> now, does he have is does he have a girlfriend in that in the comics you're reading? Because he did in the ones I did. Mary Jane Water Buffalo. I don't know. <laughs> I could probably get the comic, but it would take me a while. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. It's in it's in her room. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah my room's still clean. Uh, yes, but otherwise abandon all hope you who enter here. <laughs> Uh, get used to it, Dad. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my room um, is like Thanos snapping everything that I have into space. There you go. Until one day it returns. <laughs> they all returned at once. It all comes back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all okay. right. So, Sarah, let's first, let's quick check before we do the story. I just want to go over some of the characters just to see what you know about them already. Okay. So, Spider-Man. You know Spider-Man, Spider right? Yeah, I know um, Spider-Man because um, I've seen the third movie um, right. at the movie theater. And um, I've seen, I have comics about, the, oh, cool. about oh. them. And, um, and, um... And uh, I actually noticed a lot of stuff. Like there was this thing where um, on this um, news thing that dad that dad watches, they were interviewing interviewing Tom Holland, which is the actor of Spider Man. Um, and um, um, a couple kids asked questions. So one kid asked how Spider-Man moves his like eyes um in like those um things that he wears under the mask. Yeah. Um and I think he said like it's like put right onto his eyes and then he has to like do the expressions with it kind of like normal but um um it's a little hard to like move because it's not your actual ex like eyes um and um and it, one thing that i wonder about spider-man is like um is like how they catch him like flying um with the ropes like um one rope and then he lets go of that rope and he keeps on dozing it doing it but like where are the ropes hanging from that mm -hmm. is a good question yeah. have you seen any of the spidey cartoons uh... i think she's seen uh spectaculars the spectacular spider-man one Maybe. that came out a few years ago because they oh, both really got good. into that Maybe. Yeah. that one was really good yeah. I'm still really interested in the Spider-Man stuff, though. Mm -hmm. what, what do you like best, by the way? Do you like the cartoon, the movie, or the comics better? Uh, I like the comics and the movies. Okay. I haven't yeah. really seen the com like, not the comics, but the, um, I haven't really seen the cartoons a lot. Yeah, it's been a long while. Yeah. And just curious, do you like him better when he's like a teenager or when he's older, like, you know, early, like in his 20s or something, like a grown up? 
The teenager version. Okay. Cool. cool. All right, so that's Spidey. Um, now, of course, we have our villain, which is Thanos. Thanos. And considering um, that you showed me the, your glo- Infinity Gauntlet glove, <laughs> I you, really, you actually know who he is. Uh, yeah, um, I will... Um, um, I think it's kind of funny when he snaps his hand because it kind of echoes. Um, but there was this one thing in a movie where, like, when Thanos snapped his fingers, um, half of the people went. And then, like, the guy who, like, taught his daughter how to do archery, he was looking for them and he thought it was a joke. Um, and that was actually a pretty good movie. Um, and I, and I really like, I really like um, um, the Thanos glove. Because, oh, the glove is cool. Because I have the glove, and I really like like all the details on the hands, like um, because like in the big the big one in the middle of the hand, it just looks super cool. The detail around that. Yes. Um. So I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, that glove is cool, and your yeah. glove is very cool. And my glove kit. It, at the dark, my glove has a switch, so when I flick the switch, it actually lights up. <gasps> oh, yeah. I yeah, need to get me one cool. of these. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cool. I need one. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, you really do. I'm. I'm I was yeah. actually surprised. <laughs> it's just hard to snap your hands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, can see if that. I. If, like, we got one that was, like, a little bit more, like, of a glove that would, like, just, like, fit, like, right onto it, you it would be easier to snap. But I like it. Wait, wait. I want to see if I can um, put a thumbs up in the Thanos glove. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> so this, close. This is live, so folks. So close. <laughs> so close. I don't know how Thanos does it. Yeah. Well... You actually were right, because if you look at when we re- read the story, if you look at his gloves, they look like that the the gauntlet just without the gems on it. Because yeah. that's all he did. He just took the when he got the gems, he just put them on his yeah. own gloves. So it would be like if you had regular gloves on that you could still snap your fingers in and put the gems on that. You know, it'd be your gloves. Um, yeah, maybe your uh, red mittens. Maybe yeah, maybe or Infinity if we mittens. or. <gasps> or on how, <laughs> or in Halloween we could get um one white one um yellow glove and we could um get rocks and paint them and we could make them into uh, an affinity gauntlet. Yeah. And we could still snap. Yeah. There you go. But my my question about Thanos sure. is how he sticks on. The rocks. Well, um, well, because the rock they're so powerful that once oh, you yeah, get them, so they're, they're they just do it like on their own. They just kind of, yeah, just holding on. Yeah. Interesting. They're so advanced; it looks like magic. Ah, yes. Any science? It's magic. Yeah. It works. Like, that works for me. Like. Actually, I, I did, um, I did, I, uh, I actually, um, used two magnets, and I put one on a, 
on the bottom of a blanket and one on top holding it. And then when I moved it along, it actually followed with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. There you go. That's a good explanation. That is some kind of magic. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say Wizard it. did it. <laughs> All right. That's Thanos. And now we also have the cat in the story. Do you know who the cat is or is this your first uh, time seeing the cat? Um, I've actually seen the cat in Spider-Ham. There you and go. I've seen, I've seen the cat in Spider-Ham. Oh, but maybe you've seen the black cat. Does she have, like, white hair? I forget. Yeah. I'm not getting the comic, though. No, no. It's gonna take a while. No. Yeah, the yeah, cat gonna... hasn't been in any of, the, any of the movies or anything you would have seen. No. Yeah. I don't think Has she's she watched Daredevil. It? I don't think she, she was not Jessica Jones. She, yeah, she is decidedly not. <laughs> I, I'm already going through that with uh, with her sister, where it's like, oh, can I watch that? Um, because of course nobody knew um, when when uh, you know Peter's lawyer shows up in the movie. Um, uh, yeah, I, and I was like, oh, look who it is. And the whole family looked at me with blank stares. <laughs> Did they have like the sound that they blink with the sound like in Looney Tunes? See, ding, ding. It was blinked, totally. It was exactly that. You mean us? Yeah. 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 I said, hey, look who it is. And everyone's like, I have no idea who that is. And I said, it's Daredevil. And they looked at me again, blink, blink. Still have no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Not my fault. I don't know a lot of people. It's okay. My yeah, favorite no, that's Marvel fine. character. Is Thor though? Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. It's my wife's favorite. Possibly yeah. different reasons. Possibly. <laughs> I just like how when Thor throws his hammer, it just comes right back. Yeah, that's useful. That's very cool. Yeah. Maybe I should get a, a Thor hammer, and it can be a magnet. I want to see how it works. If yeah. it if it comes back, or if it just if it just flies forever, right. or if it just flies forever. Either way would be very impressive. Exactly. Yeah. Because it would be All Thor's right. hammer. All right, you ready to do this? Yes. Okay, Ooh. so first, before the actual story, there's a one-page thing called "Where What Is the Cosmic Cube?" Yeah. And Sarah, ready? Yeah. You can read this what, one. What is the cosmic cube? Evil scientists invented the cosmic cube. Everyone wants it because it can do almost anything. With the cosmic cube, I can take over the world. Now we've got to go to page 21, apparently. Page yep. 21. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, and like are you ready? Are you at the page? Uh, yeah, we're there. Okay. So I will read. Uh, so Sarah, remember, you're going to play. You're going to do the lines for the cat. Yeah. So you're going to do what her word balloons and your dad's going to play Thanos and I will do everything else. Yeah, because that is even wearing the yeah, gauntlet. Wearing the glove, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. He's a character. So the cat yeah. and the cosmic cube. They say that cats have nine lives. Now I'll see for myself. Look, he's got, a, he's got his own uh, helicopter. He's got his own helicopter because it says Thanos on it. Okay. Oops, I dropped the cosmic cube. No use cry, 
cries crying over spilled milk. Drat! I'll cream you later, cat, after I get the cosmic cube. No, if I find it first. Wait, not if I find it first. <laughs> Is the cosmic cube lost forever? Meanwhile, <gasps> around the corner, Wahoo, I'm Speedy, the skateboard superhero. Oof! The cat, <laughs> wow, I never expected to run into you around here. Are you all right? Sure, I'm still purring, but I've lost the cosmic cube. What is it? It looks like a toy building block, and it can do anything. Sorry, I haven't seen it. I must find it before Thanos does, or else. Keep cool, kid. I'll just grab my hat and... Hey, this must be the Cosmic Cube. The cat said it can do anything. I'll try it and see. And that's where my tablet decides to have an app ad come in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now it's gone. I wish I had an ice cream cone. And there's an ice cream cone. It really is the Cosmic Cube. I've got to give the Cosmic Cube to the cat. Oh, no, you don't. Not far away. There's Peter Parker and his girlfriend, Mary Jane. Hmm. I think the cat is neat. I think she's just a copycat of Spider-Man. Can the corn, Peter. Women can be super, too. The cat is just as good as Spider-Man. You're right, Mary Jane. Help! You can't have the Cosmic Cube, you crook. It belongs to the cat. Give me that, you brat. Pick on someone your own size, Thanos. Bah. I don't have to take orders from anyone. With the Cosmic Cube, I'll rule the world. Says you. Scat, cat. They're going to fight for the cube and the fate of the world. Can the cat beat that rat? It isn't fair. He has the Cosmic Cube, and it can do anything. Even the cat can't top that. It's too bad Spidey isn't here to help. Right, Peter? Peter? So part two, dog day afternoon. Because uh, <laughs> Thanos like just made a giant a dog to fight the cat. Looks mm-hmm. like there's a bulldog. Yeah, a, a very big bulldog. Yeah, it looks very big. Looks. Uh, wait, I think Thanos, um, Thanos looks like he's using the cube to make, um, to make the dog... I yes. think I think the dog actually is b- big. I think you're right. Yeah. I got here just in time. Doggone it, cat. Yikes. Don't hound me. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's a hound. <laughs> bark, bark. You're nothing but a ground dog. You can't put the bite on me. Darn that dirty dog. I'm a cornered kitty. Bark, bark. Wrong, cat. You're a sitting duck. Not for long. Paws off, pooch. Far out. Spider-Man. Why do you sound so surprised, Thanos? Superheroes have to stick together. Right, cat? Right. Wait, 
Wait, go back to the other page. Yeah. What, the dog, the dog's eyes are just going up and down, like for the expression, because the dog just got like kicked by Spider Man. Mm, he did not like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He he was just like, whoa. He was not expecting a Spider Man, and he exactly. ran yeah. away. And that's where Marmaduke <laughs> comes from. Yeah. Or Clifford. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's knock that cook. Careful, cat. He's still got the cosmic cube. And I know how to shake you up. I order the earth to quake. Cheese and crackers. Ha! I knew you'd both fall for it. Because <laughs> they're actually falling. Exactly. Oops, I let go of the cube. You were too tricky for your own good, Thanos. I'm not licked yet. We can't let him get it back, Spidey. Finders keepers. Wrong, Thanos. Losers weepers. Because the kid actually got it in the first place. Exactly. Yep. Give me the cube, kid, and I promise to make you my partner. Forget it. You're all wrapped up. Jim makes the grass tie up, Thanos. Here's the cube, cat. Catch. Thanks. It's time for me to make tracks. So long, Cat. You're a real swinger. Wow, what a team. You could say that again. Where were you, Peter? Oh, I went to call the, um, police, MJ. And missed all the action. As usual. The end. Mm. I noticed that the cops are taking Thanos in. That should go well. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sure. I, I hope they read him as Miranda writes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that pig is pretty big, though. Yes. So, Sarah, what do you know about puns? <laughs> do you know what a you pun know what is? A pun is? Mm, kind of. It's like a little, like um, when Fano said, I can't believe you fell for that. Like, he, they actually That's exactly fell. what it is. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because that's basically this whole story. It's just a bun It's all puns. <laughs> yeah. The uh, you know I, I was I was telling the kids today that I remember this uh, this book and and you know if not specifically this issue I still remember you know at eight years old I'd walk around with my allowance my dollar a week allowance and uh, that and that meant I could buy like you know well. Two comics, yeah. and um, and Spidey Super Stories was often one of them. Um, well, you got a different hero in every issue. Sometimes two it, of them. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you got Easy Reader on the uh, on the front cover. And I guess I just knew that uh, that one day I was going to uh, I was gonna I was gonna be a big fan of uh, of Morgan Freeman. So yes, <laughs> I, I I really like these comics. They're pretty cool, huh? Was yeah. it fun? Yeah. I'm probably going to need another page for my birthday list. Okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. Now, what did you think? So what did you think of the story? Did you like it? Yeah. Is it very different, though, than what you see in the movies of Thanos? Yeah. Yeah, totally this different. Thanos this Thanos would not have been a problem, would he? They would have beaten him in yeah. the first movie. <laughs> and and this Thanos... um. 
this Thanos would have been um um a little bad at puns. Mm. Maybe. He's also a little clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think things. they got it right when he dropped the cosmic cube. Yeah, because they really made him clumsy. Yeah. Do you, do you think that they they could have um like I want to know what they did with his helicopter. Yeah, what did they do with his? Oh. Right. Remember, you yeah. had the helicopter. At the yeah, beginning. the helicopter. What did they do? Hmm. It's so used like for the... sightseeing store oh. tours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you want to see the uh, oh look, there's a oh, oh see I remember this the Spidey stamps on the back covers. Let me screw it over to the back cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's a there's the cat. Exactly, and oh, the, yeah, the cat. Yeah, see they did they, they called them Spidey stamps, mm-hmm. and uh, so this was so that you could send this in four dollars and fifty cents to get twelve issues um, mailed to you. Okay, I need $4.50. I don't know if they'll honor it now. <laughs> Probably, maybe. But it, worth trying. Now now, now you'd struggle to buy a single issue with $4.50. <laughs> After tax, yeah, it's pretty much got, if you're lucky, you're going to get one. Okay, then yeah. I need $1,000. But what I like That's to accurate. see <laughs> is here, teachers, bulk rates are available too. Find out more. And they give the the ad, the name and address of the guy who did um, the director of circulation. Cool. So so teachers could order a bunch of these for um for the School. classroom. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna ask my teacher too. Yeah, because again, this was um, <laughs> there was a kids show back at this time called The Electric Company, and Spidey actually appeared on it. Cool. And so the Marvel, so the comic company made this comic <laughs> with that TV. Yeah. So Electric yeah, Company on the cover. See? That was a show I watched as a kid. Oh, me too. I still I still need more Spider-Man <coughs> comics. Yeah, you do. I can see that. And I yeah, I like Spider-Man comics. Mm-hmm. Now now Sarah, you said you would ask about what happened to the helicopter. Yeah, what the next, you saw you saw Avengers Endgame, right? Uh, or did she? The one where uh, Iron Man dies. Oh, yeah. Okay. The next time you watch it, before you watch it, look for a picture of the... Okay, you know those things on the top of helicopters? That, that thing's on the top that spins? Yeah. That makes the helicopter fly? It's called a helicopter blade. Look for a picture of what a helicopter blade looks like when it's not spinning. And then look at that big sword thing that Thanos is using in the movie to fight at the end. No. It looks just like it. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's kind of genius. <laughs> oh. So, because. Oh. So, yeah. So they still gave him something of the Thanos copter, even though, like, you know, as you said, you know, this is that it's definitely a different Thanos than the movie, obviously. Mm. But oh, was... he still has that. Oh. That makes much. I didn't even notice though. Well, you didn't know to uh, to look for that. Yeah. Right? But now you do. See, so yeah. I'll look for that Thanos. next time. So now that you've read her, what do you think of the cat? Um, I actually um, at first I thought she was like a pickpocketer. Okay. But she, but she's a superhero. 
Yes. This one is, yeah. Okay. The, the, that's right. The other one that you're thinking of, that's the black cat. Yeah, yeah. the black cat. Or is yes. it, no, it was catfish. Oh, that's a different thing entirely. Uh, Well, that may be the Peter Porker version of Black Cat. Oh, okay. Peter Porker. Although, I don't know why they would make a catfish when it's already a cat. (laughs) Yeah, but since Spider-Man was a human and now he's a pig, it would have to be, like, different. Mm. Couldn't just make copy. It had to be catfish. Okay. That works. I, I don't remember seeing catfish in the ones I read, but I'll have to look for them. That's neat. Because, like, mine was, like, um I think it was called Spider Ham. Um, no responsibility. Maybe I should bring it sometime. Yeah, it's, um, just trying to see if they, oh, here we go. Oh, black catfish. Oh, so there we go. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's like, well, yeah, but she's already a cat. we got to change the name. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's kind of funny that they did that because they didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't want to copy. Yeah, black catfish. Isn't that interesting? Told you. Yes, the catfish <laughs> wasn't in the one I read. The one, the one I, the it one looks I like read it has whiskers. That's why it's called it catfish. That's right. Yep. Well, catfish do. Yeah, Catfish wasn't in the one I read. The one I remember reading has Hulk Bunny mm. and Captain America. I do not. Well, I have, like, I have Captain, like, I have the Avengers one. People in my um, Spider-Ham, um, including um, the um, cat. But um, I should probably bring it sometime. Yeah, it's a good book, isn't it? Yeah. God. Now, now I'm falling down the rabbit hole. Of Peter oh, it's seriously, covers. right? It's uh, <laughs> yeah, because like this one came out. It's definitely post um, Spider Verse. Yeah, and um, you know, you can all but hear John Mulaney's voice. <laughs> yeah, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, so good, so good. Wait, I have a question. What's sure. Question? Can I can I come back another time? We will definitely find a way to have you back on. Okay. We'll find something else for you to read. There we go. (laughs) Yay. Yep. No, I am fine with that. Absolutely. All right. So. All right. um, Yep. That was it. So did you have fun with this? Yeah. Good. I'm glad. You you certainly joined in. (laughs) Yes. That was good. (laughs) This is the most we've ever talked on a podcast. I've never done a podcast before. You've done one with me. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh goodness. <laughs> was it one of the Superboys? Um, we we Back did a, a we ago. did uh, Adventure Two Forty Seven. Oh, that's right. That was that was still yeah. I think that might have been a little while ago though. So it was at least yeah it was it was maybe a year or two yeah. Was that when I when I kept on coming down asking for um stuff to draw? Oh no, that's right. You've been on the other show a few times. Yeah, because like I, because um, because I kept on asking like if anyone on the podcast had any ideas of what I should draw. Yeah, and they did. You drew yeah. all kinds of stuff. I even drew the croc, the king croc, killer croc. Yeah, killer that's croc. right. Well, next time, Paul, you should have her do the uh, five years later number one. Let's see how that goes. 
else. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's a whole different game. Oh, that's a good idea. Pick a, a different era and do the first issue of it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, definitely I the reboot would work. a really good idea. What's that? I could Eight? make um yes. a I could um make a book of stuff that I'm just drawing. There you go. Yeah, definitely the reboot would definitely be age appropriate. And I'm yeah for sure. I'm already making a book about um a code like the one the best coders that I know and um someone um and Owen in my class is like co- like a code master. Oh, I don't even cool. know how to I don't even know how to explain it. He like did a thousand codes. So I'm put I'm I if I made a code book about who was the best coder, I'd probably put Owen in first. That's fair. Cool. All right. Well, it's probably getting near her bedtime anyway. Yes. 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 All I right. So it's past my bedtime. Oh, yeah. So I know now obviously we don't have anything for her, but Paul, tell people where yeah. they can find you. Hey, folks, you can find me over at Legion of Substitute Podcasters uh, dot com. And uh, and you can uh, you can learn all about the Legion of Superheroes uh, from myself, Darren, um, Michael, Travis and Jim. Yep. And also. also- also, the same feed also, is uh, where I keep where I keep talking about each episode about the Legion Pod cast, and Paul's usually on there too. So, often. two places to hear. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, thank you guys for being on. I appreciate it. Was a pleasure. It. Thanks for having us, Al. Of Bye. course. Good night. Good night, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Al. That was awesome. Welcome to the future, our future, and soon to be your future. Well, until the next retcon or reboot. Welcome to the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, forged in the past by tales of the future, the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. And now, the secret origin of the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. You know, someone should do a podcast about the Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Yes, they should. We should ask the guys at CGS to do it. But aren't they kind of busy? Oh no, it would be a great idea. I'm not so sure about this. I mean, they have the weekly podcasts they do. They are planning all their con appearances, setting up interviews with comic talent, scheduling the next super show, and restocking the bar for their next anniversary episode. Oh, come on. It'll be an easy sell. Let's go in and tell them about it. Wow, they are tough. What are you talking about? We never got past Tasha and the bogs. Choke. Now our dreams will never come true. No, wait. I'm having a flash of precognition. Really? No, but we need a plot device to get to the point, don't we? True that. I see us talking across wide distances with other Legion fans. I see us doing it, Paul and Rick. Don't you see? We're the Legion of Super Podcasters. We can't be the Legion of Super Podcasters. We were just kicked out of the club. Then we'll be the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. One day we'll prove that we are worthy. Yes! We've heard that people have a tough time understanding Legion of Superheroes. It's hard to keep track of which lad, last boy or girl is which. And what the hell's a Xanthu anyway? Let us make that a lot easier for you. Join Paul French, Rick Croxton, Darren Noel, and our mystery Legionnaire for a fun ride through the history of the future. www.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com it's feedback time, and this time we are talking about feedback for episode 188, 
2023 Part 3 with John M. Wilson. And on Facebook, the post about that episode got likes and shares from Joe Sedano, Clinton Rubinson, Ranger Gord and his page for Prairie Justice, the Greg Saunders Vigilante Podcast, Chris Armstrong, Gene Hendricks, Paul Showens, Darren Sutherland, and Ruth Sutherland. On Twitter, or X, or whatever, it got likes and reposts, I guess, I can't, yeah, whatever, retweets, from Alan Sharp, Capes and Lunatics Podcast Network, Viet Nguyen, Chris Lydon, JohnReadsComics.com, and Doc Strange, and we also got likes on Blue Sky from Collateral Cinema. Thank you all. Now, how do you get your name said here? Or do you have thoughts on this issue that you want to share? Well, send me an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. Like our page on Facebook, and then also you can like and share the episodes on there. Just go into Facebook and go in the search box, type in Adam Warlock or Thanos, will pop up. On both Twitter and Blue Sky, you can find us under at Adam Thanos Pod. All right, and that's pretty much it for the episode, but we are going to have one more promo after this. This promo is for another show in The Collective. What is The Collective? Well, The Collective was started by a few like-minded podcasters who want to network in the most traditional sense. It has become a repository for ideas, crossovers, and potential guest appearances. And now here's that promo, and that's it for this episode. Bye! Hey there! I'm sure you know about the Capes and Lunatics podcast, but have you heard about the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast? It's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider-Man. The Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. It could be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays, where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a... Arrowverse uh, current hits or our summer specials where we do reviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So, if you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.